Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I explain eight of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, the book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. It's available in paperback and Kindle forms, so if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcarry.com. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this week's show because we will be talking about gluten and dairy and sugar and how to stop eating those. So my special guest today is Shirley Plant. This is our second interview with Shirley, and in our podcast notes, I'll make sure to link back to their first interview. But Shirley is the author of Finally, Food I Can Eat, an inspirational dietary guide and cookbook for people affected by food allergies and intolerances. She is recognized as a menu planning expert. She's given seminars on food allergies, cooking, and menu planning. As a nutritionist and dietary designer, Shirley offers her clients and their families a rare understanding and unique expertise that few people can match. Her pleasant and caring manner, her own experience as a food allergy sufferer, and her creative design flair all help offer hope for all of the people struggling to find light at the end of the dark dietary tunnel. Shirley, thank you so much again for being a guest today on the episode of, on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Well, thank you, Carrie, for having me back. So, Shirley, today I really wanted to tackle gluten and dairy and sugar. You know, on our last interview, we only had so much time and we, we spoke about a lot of different things, food allergies and food sensitivities and food intolerances, but today I wanted to focus on these three because I think... There are three big ones. And I think for, I know for me personally as a functional medicine doctor, usually when patients remove these three big foods, they get tremendous gains in their health. But when I recommend they remove these three foods from their diet, they kind of get a deer in the headlights, you know, look in their eyes of fear and how am I gonna do that? 
So let's first talk about gluten because I think a lot of people might still think that it's like a fad diet that's going on right now and do they really need to get off of gluten? So can you talk to us about that first? Sure. So let's begin with, you know, gluten. We hear it in the news, we see it everywhere. There's this whole billion dollar industry now for gluten-free products. And let's just go back and, you know, gluten is a protein that's found in certain cereal grains. So it's in barley, it's in wheat, it's in rye, uh, it's in spelt and camut. And the problem is uh, these days is that our wheat has been changed so much uh, compared to 40 years ago. And the research now is showing that our bodies have just not caught up and are unable to digest this, uh, this protein in these cereal grains. And of course, we've seen the books, the, the Wheat Belly by Dr. William Davis and The Grain Brain by Dr. Perlmutter, and, and they discuss more in depth what has happened to uh, the wheat of uh, yesteryear, it's, it's no longer. And some researchers say that literally one in three is unable to digest gluten. And what happens is when you digest, you ingest gluten is the body sees it as a foreign entity. And so it creates these antibodies and that creates inflammation in the body. And so many of our chronic conditions today, be it migraines, asthma, skin issues, you know, irritable bowel, so many of the conditions, as you know, Carrie, are caused by uh, inflammation. And gluten uh, creates inflammation in the body. And so many of us, you know, we don't necessarily get those signals right away because, of course, as we know, inflammation can go on inside our body for a long time before our body starts to tell us or give us the signs of whatever may be ailing us. So um, I created a uh, what I call the 21 day challenge and it enables people to remove gluten, dairy and sugar from their diet. And it's funny, you know, you said that when you say that to your patients, you know, they get that deer in the headlights like, what, I have to take gluten, dairy and sugar out of my diet? and during the challenge we talk about that and I help people realize that there are so many foods you can eat you know it's not something horrible to be told that either you have a gluten sensitivity or that you are celiac now being gluten sensitive or having a gluten intolerance is very different from having celiac disease celiac disease is an autoimmune condition where the body cannot digest gluten at all. It affects the tiny little hair-like structures that line our intestines, they're called villi. And what happens is literally they get destroyed and they're the ones that pull the nutrients from our foods. And so celiac disease is very, very serious. You can be very, very ill with celiac disease. You know, it's difficult for people because in the news we hear that this is a fad diet or you know you'll lose weight if you go off gluten and you know you probably will lose off lose weight if you go off gluten because so many of the prepackaged foods are not healthy for us and they contain gluten but for those of us that have a gluten intolerance or are celiac 
it's it's very serious. And the one thing I want to just say is if you think, if you suspect that you have celiac disease or you are celiac, you need to be tested while eating gluten. So that's important just, just to note there. So Shirley, as we were talking about most people are really, it's really scary the thought of going off of gluten and what am I going to eat because because um, everything, you know, that's, I commonly get that, but Dr. Carey, everything has gluten in it. What am I going to eat? So, and as you said, it, it's like the new trillion dollar industry is gluten-free food. So what about just having that person just go to the grocery store and, you know, they, they shop in that aisle that's like all the gluten-free foods. Is that all they need to do? And is that even healthy? Exactly. And that's, you know, good point, Carrie, because, you know, now we have this whole industry of all these gluten-free foods and you see them everywhere and people think, oh, well, this isn't so bad. I'll just go to the grocery store and buy the gluten-free this. And But the problem is, is that one, it is more expensive. And two, many of these prepackaged gluten-free foods are not good for us. They are full of what we call refined carbohydrates, refined flours. A lot of the gluten-free foods are made with rice flour, white rice flour. That turns to sugar very quickly in your body. Most of these gluten-free packaged foods are empty calories, empty nutrients. They really are not doing anything good for your body. And many of them, of course, are laced with sugar because they want these gluten-free products to taste good, they want them to last on the shelf, and so we're seeing, um, you know, or I fear we're going to see a whole generation of pre-diabetic and diabetic people if you just turn to these gluten-free foods. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it is expensive. You can go into a gluten-free bakery and buy a gluten-free bread and it's going to be $8. And you know, really what's in that bread? Is it simply refined flours? The other thing is many of the gluten-free foods are made with corn and soy, and these are GMO. These are genetically modified crops. And we do not want to be eating genetically modified foods. You know, it's unfortunate in Canada they're not labeled. Um, so that is quite, uh, serious too. You need to really start to read labels if you're going to be buying prepackaged gluten-free foods. There are some companies, I'm happy to say, that are starting to use more whole grains, you know, quinoa and millet in their breads or their prepackaged foods. They're lowering the sugar content. They're maybe sweetening just with fruit. They're adding chia seed and hemp seed and you know those at least if you're going to do a bit of prepackaged look for those kind of ingredients but you know really Carrie what did we do 60 70 80 years ago what did our parents and our grandparents eat let's get back to that you know whether it's a prepackaged regular food or a prepackaged gluten-free food it's not good for us really um, you know, there's a lot of sugar and salt and refined carbs in there. So why don't we get back to eating real food? Why don't we get back to healthy vegetables, raw nuts and seeds, healthy meats if you're a meat eater? You know, there really is hundreds and hundreds of food items you can eat. You do not have to revolve 
your diet around gluten. It, it really is quite easy if you just take that mind shift and just shift it a little bit, you'd be surprised. And you know, then people say to me, but I'm gonna be cooking all the time. And no, not really. And that's something we talk about in the 21 day challenge. I give helpful hints about fast, easy, healthy recipes or how you, you know, make things in a slow cooker and you cook extra so that you've got leftovers. We give ideas for lunches because I know that's sort of probably the biggest. Everyone's like, well, I have a sandwich for lunch. So what am I going to have for lunch? So, you know, whether it's a soup, whether you've made chicken the night before and you make yourself, you know, a nice, you know, maybe you go and you buy uh, a pre-made salad and you've got a few slices of chicken from your dinner last night that you now have this lovely chicken salad uh, at lunchtime or, you know, you have your eggs or you have some hummus and some veggies. I mean, there's so many options to gluten. Shirley, you said something that I made note of that I think really hits the nail on the head and it's about the mind shift. So Mm -hmm. from a personal standpoint, when I was in naturopathic school, I took a course by Dr. Tom O'Brien, who is the gluten guru. He's like the leading expert in the world on gluten. So I was sitting in his course and he was he was naming off, you know, all of these different health problems that have been researched, proven to be related to gluten. And I was like, okay, yeah, I've had that and I have this and, and I'm they've never been able to fix that. And like all of this stuff he was naming off at the end of the course, I I knew I had to go go off of gluten, but it just seemed like the hardest thing in the world. And so what I did and what worked for me was I just worked on breakfast and and I mastered breakfast and that took a couple of weeks. And then I started working on lunch and then I mastered lunch and that took a couple of weeks. And then dinner was like the easiest because a lot of dinner is actually naturally gluten free. But once I got through that, I, it occurred to me that that actually wasn't that difficult. That was a lot harder in my head than it actually was. So it is about a mind shift. You're not climbing Mount Everest here, but if you had to climb Mount Everest, you would just take it one step at a time. And so for our listeners out there, a lot of the fear really is unfounded once you get through the diet and some of you are probably rolling your eyes right now but you'll see what we mean <laughs> so Shirley can you talk next about dairy because gluten and dairy uh, really go together they do for sure and so many people uh, when they take the 21 day challenge you know they say yeah I probably have issues with gluten but oh I don't have any issues with dairy no no I've been I've been drinking milk and eating cheese my whole life and no 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 And it's really interesting when we pull these foods, when we remove these foods out of the diet and you give your body a chance, you know, because so many people will say, oh, I've gone sort of gluten free and, you know, they sort of eat it here and there or they say, oh, well, you know, I've gone like a few days without dairy and it's just not the same. You have to do it um, 100% to see whether or not you are reacting and and the, the proteins in actually gluten, dairy, and soy are very similar and so sometimes if you have issues with one you have issues with the other but 80% of the population is lactose intolerant and that's the sugar in milk and then you just we just have an issue we just have a problem digesting that uh, sugar in milk 
And uh, some of the people out there have a casein issue, and that's the protein in milk. And, you know, you're really not going to figure this out until you pull the dairy out. And we have so many dairy-free options now. And it's always it always amazes me every time I run my 21-day challenge in November. People come online because there's a closed Facebook group for support. And people will come online and they'll say, wow, you know, that sort of stuffed nose that I've always had has disappeared. And those intermittent headaches have gone. And, you know, my bloated tummy isn't there anymore. And my skin issues have cleared up. Like, what's going on? And it's really interesting that foods do play a role in our diet. And as you said, Carrie, you know, it's you just take it step by step and that's what the challenge is about where I'm there to support you and as you said you know you tackle maybe breakfast first because people say oh my gosh I have cereal and milk for breakfast now what and so we just tackle breakfast and you figure out what are all the wonderful options for breakfast and there are so many and so once you get your head wrapped around that all of a sudden it's like oh this isn't so bad and guess what I feel better which is the added bonus, of course, right? Absolutely. Now, now I have a question for you about ghee. Mm. Is ghee considered dairy or not? Well, it's really interesting for people um, that need to, you know, see if dairy plays a role. I always say to them during the challenge, take it out, take all of it out. And then a great way to see is if, you make some ghee, some clarified butter. And really that's, you know, you get your butter and you put it in a nice uh, frying pan and you heat it up and all the whey comes to the top and you, you scoop that off and you use that instead of butter. And you just see how you feel. Uh, because really it is butter still, right? And so it's a great way to know do you have, you know, just an issue with lactose? Do you actually have a dish, a, a, um, a problem with the casein, with the protein in there? And or are you okay with clarified butter, with ghee? Um, so that's a great way because, you know, if you can um, have the clarified butter, what a, great, what a great option for people to be able to make some up. And, you know, my girlfriend, what she does for her husband, because he did the 21-day challenge and, you know, he felt much better, but he did, uh, you know, he admitted he missed his butter, and so she started to make ghee, and what she did is she actually did half and half. She did half ghee and half coconut oil, um, and she put it in a jar, and, you know, he would use that to spread on whatever he was eating, uh, his veggies or whatever, and it didn't have that pure coconut taste you know it was a real mixture and he was getting his healthy oils into him because we now know we need healthy oils for our brain for our cells and so yeah so that would be a, a great um great idea for people to try that once they remove it to see whether or not dairy really is uh, affecting them i really like that idea with half coconut oil and half ghee because I find coconut oil by itself is just too coconutty for certain recipes. For certain things, exactly, <laughs> like exactly, to put on your veggies or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what are three tips that you can give our listeners when it comes to dairy? Uh, do you mean going? You mean going dairy free, removing dairy? Yes. 
Okay, so there are so many options, um, especially if you're a breakfast person and you think, well, I always have milk on my cereal. There are options like almond milk, there's rice milk, of course there's coconut milk, there's even hemp milk and flaxseed milk. You can make your own if you want or you can look for them in the, in the grocery store. Please though, when you're purchasing these, look for the unsweetened versions because of course we have um, almond milk now, you know, there's chocolate almond milk with lots of sugar and there's flavored rice milks and there's flavored soy milk. So pay attention, uh, pay attention to that. There are so many alternatives even to cheese these days, and certainly one of my favorites is the Daiya, D-A-I-Y-A cheese, which is actually, it sounds weird, but it's made out of pea protein, but they have a mozzarella and a cheddar, and for me, it melts like cheese, it tastes like cheese, and so that's a little bit of an option if you really, really are missing that cheese and that you want to make, I don't know, some type of casserole that usually you put cheese on top. <laughs> there are so many options. If you go to your healthy aisle in your grocery store, you'll see things, uh, or your health food store as well. There are many, many options. Okay, so let's switch gears now and start talking about sugar. Because for, for a lot of people, I think, well, sugar is the, the most addictive substance on the face of the planet. And, and for a lot of people, it, it's physically difficult for them to get off of sugar because of its addictive properties. So talk to our listeners a little bit about sugar. Oh, for sure. And it's, you're so right. You know, they say it is as addicting as cocaine and heroin. And so it's really difficult to pull it out of the diet sometimes. So in the in the you know the challenge or even in my gluten-free sugar-free way we talk about all the ways and sugar is in everything. Really you need to start label reading it's in every prepackaged food. It is everywhere. And you know once you start reading your labels and add up how much sugar you are eating, you know whether it's uh, a fruit yogurt in the morning, a fruit juice, your orange juice, you know, then you're eating a pasta which you know, the refined carbs turn to sugar, you're eating some fruit, you maybe have a chocolate bar throughout the day, maybe you're a Coke drinker. Uh, it's amazing how much sugar we are ingesting and our bodies are just not designed for that much sugar. And you know, I was once a sugarholic, I'll admit, I was a sugarholic. And it was really difficult to get off sugar. And for me, it, it caused candida, and uh, I'm still working on my adrenals. My adrenals were so affected because I went the gluten-free route. I, I made a lot of my own gluten-free stuff, but, you know, you put in the sugar because it made it taste good, and, of course, we're addicted to it. So it is a serious, serious thing, and I really, if I could suggest to people just to start to pay attention to how much sugar they are consuming in a day. It's estimated that we consume 200 pounds of sugar a year and our teenagers even more than that. And statistics now say that one in two North Americans are pre-diabetic but they don't even know it. And that by the year 2025, one in three will have diabetes. That is really a serious statistic. So yeah, uh, certainly in the gluten-free, sugar-free whey course that I offer, we address sugar and 
I give you ways of pulling sugar out. You know, um, there are certain foods that we can eat that will help in that withdrawal process. And one of them, of course, is healthy fats. We get a lot of healthy fats, you know, avocados, raw nuts in our diet, coconut oil, uh, protein, healthy proteins. We don't have that same drop in our blood sugar. So many of us just eat a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of prepackaged foods, and we're getting that spike in our blood sugar and then that dip, which of course is then we're craving for the sugar. And so that in the afternoon, we reach for that chocolate bar or you know something sugary to keep us going until dinner. And so in the, the courses that I provide, we talk about you know what are some of the snacks in the afternoon that we can have instead could we make little healthy nut balls or make yourself a coconut smoothie with low glycemic fruit you know and some hemp seed they're delicious uh cut yourself an avocado and drizzle some olive oil and some sea salt over it you know things like that that are really going to help and there's even some supplements that can help with the withdrawals uh of, of sugar because it it, it can be difficult. I'm not, you know, some people have a, no problem getting off sugar and other people really struggle. And so that's where, you know, I'm there to help them because it's really the best thing you can do for your body is to lower your sugar consumption. Now, what about these different natural sugar alternatives like stevia or agave? Um, can you talk about some of those? Are those healthy? Sure, and I think, you know, overall there are, if we can get back to basics, if we can get back to when we're baking foods, use fruit to sweeten, you know, if you're making uh, banana muffins or banana date muffins, you know, you don't need to add sugar. Bananas are sweet enough. Dates are sweet enough. Um, or if you're making a carrot cake and it calls for two cups of sugar, you know, why not just put in a quarter cup of raw honey? You're going to get those healthy properties in the honey or in the maple syrup, you know, the added minerals. Um, there's still sugar though. They're still going to convert to sugar in your body. So we, that's why we need in the, in the challenge and in the gluten-free, sugar-free way, we really want to look at how much sugar we are uh, digesting, ingesting over the course of the day. Because as you said, you know, there are lots of options. Stevia is a great option because it doesn't affect our blood sugar. But the one thing with Stevia is, you know, it's, it is very, very sweet. Um, the, the South Americans have been using Stevia leaves to sweeten their tea forever. And certainly I like it, something like that in a tea. But when I bake with stevia, I personally don't like the, the flavor um, that it produces. I much prefer, now that my taste buds have changed, I like just baking with fruit or just enjoying a piece of fruit uh, on its own. Because when you remove the white chemical sugar from your diet, your taste buds will change. And for me, if I bite into something that contains white sugar or brown sugar, any of those refined sugars, to me it tastes chemical. So we talk about that in the uh, courses, you know, what are the options? Do you want to try something like a stevia? Do you want to have a little bit of raw honey, a little bit of um, maple syrup? Agave, we have to be a little bit careful with. Again, we of course want to stay away from the high fructose corn syrups. They are not good. They're made from GMO corn. 
Then there's the sugar alcohols, you know, the xylitol. And again, sometimes they're an option for some people, but some of those sugar alcohols can affect people's tummies. Um, they get digestive issues. So again, we talk about all the options in the courses that I provide. But really, when we do the 21-day challenge, Carrie, I'll be very honest, we are pulling out all the refined sugars. We really want to see what our body is like off these sugars and, and get give our bodies and our adrenals a rest from um, bombarding them with these, you know, insulin highs, up dips, and, you know, um, that it, that's really affecting our health. So as you were saying, during your 21-day challenge, you go to gluten zero, you go yeah. to dairy sugar, you go to gluten zero and dairy zero and also sugar zero. Right. And, you know, they, people can still have fruit. You know, that's, that's not a problem. But we're really pulling out, yeah, all the refined sugars. And it's amazing how great people feel. They do lose weight. Um, and they just, you know, I've had comments like, wow, my anxiety's gone. I'm not as depressed. I feel better. Uh, my irritable bowel is gone. My skin issues are gone. My headaches are gone. I mean, it's really uh, mind-changing, body-changing. So, again, for our listeners out there, I know that this is a lot to take in. And... Uh, for some of you, it's quite scary, and for some of you, it's quite nerve-wracking. But just, you know, to start looking at your diet and take it one meal at a time and just switching from gluten to gluten-free and from dairy to dairy-free and from sugar to sugar-free, just do it one meal at a time and just take it step by step. And you will be amazed at the changes that happen in your body and to your health. And that's why we do it over 21 days too, Carrie, you know, and that's why week one we're removing gluten and there's all these recipes and we do, um, you know, there's, there's the, the closed Facebook group and I do a phone consult with everybody to, to really gain that support. And as you say, you know, you're not going to do it overnight. You're going to take the time to do it one day at a time, one meal at a time uh, to make it a, an easy transition. It's not about hardship. It's about all the foods you can eat, about all the delicious, healthy ways you can eat them. That's what it's about. Yeah, I think we get in such a comfort zone and we tend to eat the same things day in and day out. And because of that, it gets really scary. You know, and what the question always is, what am I going to eat? But to remind, you know, everyone that there is still a whole bounty of all different kinds of foods out there to eat and that you've probably never even tried and and to kind of think of it as an adventure too. Exactly and you know the other thing too is a lot of parents will do this uh, because they really want to change their diet but their child's diet and many kids as we know that are experiencing ADHD, uh, hyperactivity, it's because of the foods that they're eating. It's the, the additives, the colorings, the sugar. And when mom and dad change what the, um, the kids are eating, they notice a huge difference in that their child can now concentrate, their child is not as hyperactive. So it's a real gift sometimes. I love it, Shirley. So you offer this course, your, your three-week challenge, do you only offer it once a year? 
I do. I'm probably going to cha change that, Carrie, because I get so many requests to twice a year, but right now it's every November. Okay. Um, but what I've done is I've designed a smaller version of it that I call the gluten-free, sugar-free way. Because some people, you know, in the beginning, they really just want to cut out the gluten. And so the gluten-free, sugar-free way is a way of doing that in a healthy way. So that, you know, you're not just gonna go and buy the prepackaged gluten-free. And that people can come to my website, Delicious Alternatives, and they can purchase that course. Um, again, it's, it's, it's a wonderful way. It's got all the recipes and the audios. It's also got, uh, interviews with doctors, specialists talking about the role that gluten and sugar plays in our diet. And so people can do that at any time of the year. Um, and the 21 day, the more in depth one where we, you know, really work more one on one and in the closed Facebook group that I run uh, every November. And as I said, hopefully next year, I'll, I'll be I'll be running it twice a year. Perfect. Shirley, um, are there any other ways that our listeners can find out more about you? Do, you? do you have a podcast or what is your Facebook page? Sure. So people can come to my website, deliciousalternatives.com. They can visit me on Facebook. Uh, Finally Food I Can Eat is my Facebook page. I'm also on Twitter at Share Recipes. And uh, be sure to get on my newsletter because I send out free recipes every month. I also have a YouTube channel as well where I do some cooking, cooking demos. Haven't got to the to the uh, podcast yet, Carrie. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> I know it, it's a lot. It starts to add up. I know that personally. It's a lot of time, but I I really feel and I've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of my patients that they just love learning you know at in they're learning at their pace and and so yeah, it's a great way to be able you know people can listen in their car on the way to work or when they're making dinner i'm actually working on a uh, eat real food health summit and that's exactly what it's going to be it's going to be a, like a really large podcast where i interview top medical specialists all about how to incorporate healthy real food back into the diet and it's coming in april so stay tuned for that it's going to be great and it's a free online uh summit okay so for our listeners april mark that on your calendars april 20th mark that on your calendar that's the day one of the online summit about learning about eating real food yeah. and then mark your calendars for november because that's the next time shirley is offering her three-week course on going gluten-free and dairy-free and sugar-free. Shirley, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This, again, has been another awesome interview with you. Thanks so much, Carrie. It's been great. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Shirley Plant. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And, of course, I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.